Yeah, my first memory is coming home in the car with my sister. We were living in Detroit, America, and um, I live in Australia now. But, yeah, we were living over there, and I just remember looking over the back seat of the car and thinking, okay, we got some competition here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not sure how much of it is actually my memory or my parents telling me how I was. So yeah, it's, I'll pretend it's a memory. I can still see it in my mind. So yeah. <laughs> Tell us who are you, where are you, and what are you working on. Yeah, my name is Wesley Fab, or Wes, and I live in Manly, which is a suburb in Sydney, Australia. And what I'm working on is interesting. Um, we're obviously in some interesting times uh, with the isolation, lockdown. Yeah. And so I, I lost a contract with my job and I saw the bootstrapper ad. I'd been reading a lot of Seth's work, particularly his book of what are you going to do when you when it's your turn and it's always your turn. Hmm. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. I have to use this time constructively. And it means that I'm working on trying to work out what I work on right now. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So can you um... – Tell us um, maybe uh, one of those, I mean, like a, maybe a project that you are yeah. exploring. Yeah. So one I'm looking at, which I'm excited about, is building a chatbot, particularly for coaches, hmm. um, and something that helps them augment the interactions they have, particularly around... Um, behavioral change, which requires repetitive prompting. Yeah. So I've suffered from a bit of ADD. So this is something that I always get teased about how many alarms I have and <laughs> <laughs> try to remember me of what I've got to do. So I thought um, in my own coaching work that this could be a cool uh, thing to do and I've always been fascinated by the whole chatbot um, mm. so yeah that's what I'm focusing on right okay beautiful so um, like all of us in this planet our plans were in, went totally out of <laughs> yeah out the window yeah out of the window this year and everything changed so I wonder um, what new opportunities have you encountered that you didn't have um, at the beginning of the year, let's say? Yeah. I it could be, sorry, it could be personal opportunities uh, regarding your personal life, but it also could, uh, you know, uh, regard, uh, uh, you know, your mindset, um, and also mm. professionally speaking. Yeah, it's, it's um, Seth's course has helped me realize there's a lot more opportunities um, 
and so yeah that's allowed me to start thinking about different things so one is um working on a podcast with a friend we're looking at what that could be as an opportunity mm. um i've seen an opportunity to be more supportive of myself as far as mindset um and I've also got a friend in Chile who's approached me to help him launch a business in Australia. So that with the podcast, the um, chatbot, uh, yeah, there's, I feel like there's lots of opportunities, but the reality check comes in of, okay, got to get some money coming in. So it's a really interesting space to be into Yeah. the sort of short-term versus long-term. And, and this is a conversation I've had with quite a few people. Um, yeah. And then the other opportunity is with my coaching business, I've come across a really cool um platform that helps you understand the motivators of people and I find myself really falling into wanting to learn more about this. It's just a fascinating subject. And then the people I talk to are all saying the same thing. They're like, got a way up. Well, this is what I really want to do, but with the way things are, can will that work? Can I make enough money off it? Yeah. You know, it's a time of... I don't know, it's almost like the opportunities are there, but then because of COVID and stuff, you find yourself maybe being a little bit well, paranoid, maybe too strong a word, but you know what I mean? You yeah. want to, you're not sure how, yeah. how, um, about the future. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I totally understand, uh, uh, what you're saying, and I think we are called to be, oof, it's, yeah, it's, I think, I mean, we are called to be more in the present time as well, you know, and, mm. and, um, I mean, yeah, money is, a, is a definitely something like, I'm sure that uh, if we could have this conversation uh, with everyone in Akimbo, there would be uh, some of us that, uh, you know, in the, in the Akimbo community, I suppose that some have, um, um, you know, like um, no problems regarding money. Some of them might be uh, just doing well or okay. And some of us will be like in these, um, you know, challenging times where you have mm. to decide, right, if you... So, and... So where you when you have to decide what are you gonna do and uh, and I love that you know we received an email I think a couple of days ago or, or today from Seth in uh, his you know his um his uh, uh, newsletter and it's about choices and he's talking mm. so what are we gonna do uh, now that this when when everything is difficult are we going to are we going to let ourselves uh, pulled down because of the circumstances 
or are we going to start believing in ourselves and uh, not being uh, like a child because you definitely have to come up with with answers and in order for for your life to become real you have to start making some money with your create your creative work but exactly. um, but uh, I mean I suppose that well this is me thinking that we also need to be kind with ourselves especially in these times because we're not gonna have we might not gonna have like a I mean no, I really think we're not going to have like a, an answer uh, in, a, in a plateau, served in a plateau. So, <laughs> served on a plate, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of, kind of we have to figure it out tinily, yeah. like in a daily basis. And one beautiful uh, question is how do you want to feel today? And uh, how do you want to feel? Like, you can ask yourself, how do I want to feel today? And where am I going to live? in fear or am I going to try with all my strength to clarify and move forward? Yeah. Hmm? And that's, you know, that's a, a definitely a, the roller coaster that I found myself on is, hmm. um, you know, having to, like you said, you have to grow up and you're faced with challenges and uh, it reminds me of a book I read in, there's like uh, Viktor Frankl who wrote about um, yeah. the Holocaust and he's like, you know, this searching for the meaning of life and he's like, tough things happen to you and life is challenging you yeah. to find a meaning in those things. And I think that's where we are right now is it's tough. Yeah. But still, if you live in a place like Australia where you have social security, you have a safety net. I mean, it's nothing compared to many, many things people have done. So it is, it's natural that we feel fear and we feel scared, but sometimes you pull back and you just think, really? Like, it's not like I'm just about to die right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fear calling us. And it's true. Uh, Yeah. And I love that you mentioned, uh, this author and yeah he was saying like something like what is life asking from you right Mm, exactly and at the same time uh, Wesley I think that uh, we shouldn't uh, uh, we shouldn't uh, make it um, easy because we are in in countries that seems to be like you know like everything is okay around us that doesn't mean mm. that uh, that doesn't mean that the fear that we have is not no. valid yeah yeah no it's, that's what I mean is you have to and I think that's the whole challenge of these times is that it's all about the context that you place on it so you could say okay I don't know where my money's going to come from next week and it could mean that I have to move out of my house or or whatever that is and you have fear around it and that's okay but by the other hand sometimes I think is to say you know this isn't rock bottom there's a lot worse than this and you don't do that to scare yourself but it helps have some gratitude and you start to look at the things that you do have and feel grateful for those the fact that you may live in a country where there is a support network. Yeah. You have your health. 
you have yeah. so many things. So it is yeah. this balance of not scaring yourself by saying, well, it could be way worse, not belittling your own situation, you know, having self-compassion and just saying, this is hard. Yeah. This is hard for me right now. Yeah. And, and it's not because know? it's hard that it's wrong either, you know? No. It's not because it's not perfect that it's wrong or it's not beautiful and, and, and smooth that it's wrong. I mean, mm. yeah, yeah, I love it. And But, yeah, it also has to do with that uh, element of choice. And I think we're called to every day <laughs> kind of choose how we want to feel. And, um, uh, you know. What you've raised is a really interesting point. So I've been... Um, you know, the, the, for the last few years, I've been through a lot, and um, I, I sort of found myself making—I don't know if it's making, yeah, making some excuses, or there was reasons, or yeah. why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I stuck? And my friend said me something on his choices. He did a course called Landmark or something, and he said what they do is they get you moving into a, a place where you think, I chose to be here. And mm. it was really liberating to say, I'm not the victim. Each day I've made certain decisions and those decisions have led me to where I am. And... On one hand, that can be, I think if you aren't gentle with yourself, that can lead to a lot of um, shame and self-loathing. But if you're able to just hold it and say, with that responsibility also comes freedom. Like it's you can't move forward until you say, I made choices which got me to where I am and I can make choices to move from where I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, like, um, I don't know. I think what we need when in, in this particular time, if you're not like... I mean, I mean, maybe we need it always, but it's, it's this kind of a idea of um, everything's going to pass, but what we can do about it is maybe just have a certain clarity of how we would like things to be, uh, not how we would like things to be, but what is true for us, you know? Like, uh, what is it that it's really important and, and, and also... Mm try to make it real like you know one of the things that we have learned with Seth Godin and I think you and I we've been uh you know exchanging a lot and interacting a lot and we're buddies at the bootstrapper right yeah, yeah. and one of the things that uh, again is changing the question is asking what problems can we solve and that is the true you know that, that is um mm. that makes things real whereas if you are trying to think of what's your best idea and your idea yeah. that is super cool <laughs> right the ego yeah and and yeah 
So no, I agree. I think it's this one of the biggest things I've learned is the options. I've always been entrepreneurial and thinking about all yeah. different things I could do, but I did a startup for a couple of years and we didn't get the traction. Um, there was a stress of like some investors put some money in and didn't really happen. It's not dead, but it mm. needs a complete restart. And, yeah, you can get carried away with your own ideas and I think that's what Seth brings to mind is like, you know, focus on the problems that people have. Even if you don't turn up, those problems are there. And when you do turn up, they've already got the problems and you're going to solve them. Like, mm. um, I think that finding meaning in that is the skill rather than this is what I want to do and exactly. I'm going to find some people who want to buy it off me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Tell us about um, some uh, interesting achievements uh, that you, you know, that, that hard warm you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, the, I read um, some of the questions you sent through before and um, for me to think about before we met. And, uh, yeah, interesting achievement. Yeah, something that For has, me was... Yeah, tell me. Sorry, okay. what were you going to say? No, I was going to say that you could think also about something that has warmed your heart, you know, like as an experience or, you know. Mm. And also, yeah, of course, achievement is something that you will define, right? Like success, everybody can define it. Yeah, I can tell you a good story. I I grew up in Australia, um, lived in the outback for many years, and I had never been to the snow. And I remember going to the snow for the first time because we do have snow in Australia. Not many people realise, but <laughs> and there was something about it that I loved. And then one day, I was going out with a girl who's from France, and we went to a ski show in Sydney, and we saw snowboarding and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I want to do that because I was surfing and, you know, as they say in France, surf de neige. So <laughs> um, anyway, I ended up going to Colorado, spending a season there, coming back, and I ended up, one thing led to another and ended up representing Burton Snowboards in Australia like as a business Oh. And I grew this business with them because it was a very good time to be in that industry. But during that time, I got to know uh, a lot of the heroes in snowboarding, the, the riders that I'd seen and always looked up to. And they came to Australia and we got to spend time together and had a lot of times, good times with um, my friend who ran or owned the business, um, Jake Burton. And anyway, he unfortunately is so tragic. He passed away late last year at a relatively young age. And 
I went back over there to the um, celebration of his life and I realised how much amazing experiences I'd had from following that passion thanks to someone like Jake who was a visionary and there was a lot of people over there who were all saying the same thing. They're like, you know, my life was changed by being involved in snowboarding Mm. and because of people like Jake and some of the other entrepreneurs in that space, they created businesses and an industry that enabled so many of us to travel the world, earning money, visiting these amazing places. Um, I was, yeah, I was really like following your passion into something. And I remember I was coming up the chairlift for the last run and I was talking to some people on the chairlift about um, a very well-known snowboarder who I'd become friends with over the years and I hadn't seen him for a few years and he was at the top of the lift. It was so random. And we rode down together. And we stopped halfway down and the sun was setting and we're looking over the mountains and we're talking about things in a lot deeper way, I guess, because of we're older. Um, Obviously, Jake had passed away and it it really affected us. And and we just, I don't know, something surreal about riding down this mountain with somebody I'd always looked up to. Yeah. Celebrating the life of somebody else who was like an icon in the industry. And thinking back to when I first saw that snowboarding movie and I was from Australia and if somebody had said, all this is going to happen in your life, like I could go on for hours about the crazy, amazing things that we all did, you would be like, there's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> And I looked up and I, I remember looking at the mountain and thinking, wow, Jake's probably up there riding in the tree somewhere. Um, and it was just the end of like a 20-year period of my life of so many amazing experiences and coincidences and serendipity. Mm. And I thought, what is the other things like this that could open up in my life if I decided to just say, you know what, I'm going to do that. And that's what I remember. I remember looking at that snowboarding movie and going, I'm mm. going to get a job in that industry. I don't even know anything about it. <laughs> Imagine if someone had come over and gone, yeah, you know what, and what you're going to do is you're going to do this and then you're going to of course, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You'll be like, there's no way that can happen. Mm, beautiful. But it can. And so I don't know. I've had a few experiences like this in my life where if you stay open, there's so much stuff that can. Exactly. Yeah. So that that brings us again to to our present current situation in life. Like there are, you know, uh, I was talking earlier with uh, an engineer saying that constraints, we just need to. Embrace constraints. Constraint, embrace embrace yeah, the, constraints. the constraints and try to figure out, uh, you know, how to stay, stay open 
within all of those. And um, mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I have a friend who's an architect, and um, many years ago I was talking to him about maybe buying this little house on a little block, and I said, "Oh, you probably don't want to do this project." And he said, no, I like this the best because when I have a big block and a big house, I get lazy. Whereas when I have to design something small, every room is really well <laughs> thought out and you utilize the space. And I thought, wow, that's exactly what you just said then. Like <laughs> you can embrace the constraints and create something special. Yeah, or at least stay open to what, what life has to tell us, right? And to understand, mm. right? So, yeah. yeah. Let's go. Yeah, rather than like, oh, yeah, this exactly. is going to happen and that's mm. going to happen. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, let's stay open. Yeah. Mm. Let's go to, to challenges. Let's go and see maybe in uh, an experience of a challenge that you were able to overcome. Is there any story? Yeah, the one. Yeah. The one that would be my divorce. Mm. Um, it's my kids. I was seeing the blood drain away from your children's face when you tell them the family is not going to be together anymore when they're like four and six is the worst thing ever. Like it was, it was so horrible um, mm. to go through that and. Yeah, it you you it's it's like your whole world gets turned upside down. Like all the images in your head of what the future was going to look like, it's like has to get rewritten. Mm. And it was really really hard place for me. Um and my partner, and obviously the children. And so through that, I, I remember I just went, okay, so clearly I would need to learn more about relationships. <laughs> like this has just rocked me. Um, yeah. And I felt disconnected in my work for a while. Um and I was like, you know what, I've got to do something. So I thought if I wanted to be an accountant or something like this, not that I would, but I would do a three or four year course or training. And I was like, so I'm going to do this for relationships. So I went and um, got involved in some therapy. I did um, a course on mindfulness. I went on some retreats read lots of books, and just took this mindset of I'm going to learn yeah. about relationships and I'm going to do this for my kids. Like I, the purpose I had to find in that challenge was to be solid but real, not hide my emotions wow. with my kids. Wow. I and love that it. got me through. So I just... I didn't take on any, like, really big job or anything. I wanted to be able to walk my kids to school in the morning and pick them up after school. So I had a little co-working space, which was, like, one block from the school, and we used to live, you know, a 15-minute yeah. walk from there. So it was so nice for 
those years all through up until uh, they were like 12. So for five or six years of just really being there for them and them seeing um, that as a dad that I, I don't know, it's just I think something good came out of it is that they got to see me yeah. um, being myself Beautiful. and also that, that, that the, you know, guys can do everything yeah. <laughs> to take care of the house. Like, I know, it's, of course they can. I've never, I never grew up in a family where it, it wasn't like that, but yeah, my dad used to cook and everything, but it just was, I think, a good example. Like when they meet some guy and grow up or a girl or whoever they end up in a relationship with to be like, you know, you can get through tough times. Right. And yeah. Dads can be moms. And moms can be dads. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was my relationship with them uh, through doing the therapy and just, I don't know, being able to be, create a house that was kind of like represented me and them. And then they could go to their mums and have a house that was like with them and their mum and very fortunate because my ex-wife and I have a good relationship. Yeah. So we're always coming together for the kids. Um, but, yeah, I think amongst the pain, there's also an ability, I suppose, for them to see that mum and dad were able to survive on their own, like so they don't have to ever stay in a relationship mm. and worry that if they had to make the decision what was best for them and it yeah. meant they had to be on their own, they'd be like, well, I've seen that mm. modelled, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was the biggest biggest challenge. Challenge, yeah. I love that um, – I love that – I love two things from what you just shared with us. Uh, one is the – ability of stop and asking yourself a question okay what do i need to learn and and mm. and and act upon it so that's that's beautiful i wonder what questions we need to ask ourselves today you know to also mm. turn things around and and the other thing is um oh it's it's really beautiful the 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 idea of a father opening, uh, yeah, opening himself to their children. I think that is a, it's it's beautiful. No, thanks. Yeah. Wow. That's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, you know, you you don't get it right all the time. It's a very stressful yeah. period. I think the biggest lesson I learned from a therapist when I was talking was. I'd go to him and I'd be like, oh, like I was yelling at the kids last night because they didn't clean up their room or something like this. And he's like, whenever we have a rupture, like, you know, like a, a breakdown in mm. relationship of like someone gets upset or whatever, he goes, yeah. that's not the problem. It's what you do after that. He goes, so you're telling me that you went and said, sorry and apologize and explain that you were tired or whatever 
he's like, that's important because all of us in relationships are going to have these ruptures. Yeah. And they need to know that that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> but they know now that if I get upset or something or something, they're going to be like, oh, well, there's Dad. We know that he's going to probably come to us in half an hour <laughs> <laughs> and say, yeah, sorry, kids. <laughs> and, yeah. and I've noticed that probably the biggest gift uh, to me is to see when your kids do the same thing back, like they'll – my kids will be really difficult with something and they'll lose their top and come back and then go, you know what, Dad, I'm sorry about that. That was a bit, you know, and I was just like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, that wasn't yeah. how it was when I was growing up. It was. Right, it was yeah. More, there was, was more guilt. Like parents are right and the kids are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I also have a daughter, you know, and, um, and she, yeah. I learned so much. Uh, from her, but but because of the fact that I respect her so much as an as a as a human being with a with a mm. mind and a heart and someone that is there with me and and she's yeah I mean you and you know giving them the possibility of as well to be themselves it's just yeah. so rich I think and 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 you can learn so much from them I think you know as well. <laughs> Yeah, like it's funny you say that. I just sent a text to my eldest daughter, Andy, and um, it, it, it was of a jellyfish that I saw on an album cover. And we were at the pool uh, when she was probably, I don't know, eight, and her sister was five or something. And her sister's was like, I'd be like, come on, kids, let's swim a couple of laps. So the youngest one would get in and just swim down and back and I used to put a coin at the bottom of the pool and say when you come back you get to buy an ice cream with that <laughs> and so she'd be like right I'm getting that coin and one day Indy was like I don't know what she was doing I was in the pool and I'm like Indy just focus like I've since found out she's got ADD like me and I'm like what are you doing and she goes oh, Dad, what, do you think I'm going to win an Olympic medal or something in swimming? She goes, I'm over here inventing a new stroke called the jellyfish, okay? And I was just like, (laughs) I was like, wow, that's so cool. So So beautiful, yeah. (laughs) I put the text, that's what I put in the text. I said, I still remember when you stood up for yourself and Said you were exploring <laughs> something new. A new stroke. <laughs> the stroke of the jellyfish. Oh, I love it. It was such a wake up call where we, it was so cool. It's like, what, you want me to think I'm going to win a medal or something? Like, I mean, we, we do that. You see the soc- soccer mums and the, you know, and you can't help when you're at sport. Come on, you know, the kids, yeah. and you just pull back and go, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> They are amazing. They are amazing. They are my heroes. You know, children and, and, and young people, they're just amazing. If you trust them, they're just... I mean, if you, we need to trust them because they're amazing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Any um, advice that you would uh, have to your 18-year-old self? 
Wes? Yeah, I would um, sit down with my 18-year-old self and explain what ADD was um, and the fact that for me, I'm not a big fan on the label as such, but it's an easy way, I guess, to explain certain behaviours and to have compassion that for whatever reason I found it a lot harder at school to... Mm to focus and um, get things done. And over time, you start to make up about yourself that you're less than or what's easy for everyone else should be easy for you. And the whole focus thing, it's like telling somebody who needs glasses, you know, just to squint harder and it's not going to work. You know, they need yeah. glasses. Yeah. And so... That's what I tell myself because many years of pain followed from me. I didn't do university because I was like, oh, that's going to be too hard and I don't want to focus on that. So I'm not saying that my life hasn't turned out how it is, but I think it would have explained a lot to me. Um, So I didn't really know until I was in my 40s. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Got diagnosed and um yeah, it's it's um hmm. yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough at times. So I think that would have helped me a lot because I think a lot of my self esteem issues came from yeah, you know, not trying to white knuckle things and be just disorganized or late or. Mm. And not having awareness, you put it down to being lazy or you get told after a while, you know, that, oh, what's wrong with you? That's very unfair. (laughs) Well, it's it's education. I think it's the same as with our parents. You know, it's easy for us to say, oh, we're all enlightened now and we love our children. (laughs) Back when they were growing up, they didn't have... Yeah. The same tools as what we have now, yeah. and the pioneers who, you know, sure explored that stuff and took the courage to write the books, and, and maybe that's an inspiration for us. Is like you go back to Corvey. Is for me, minor to connect, so connect with now, which is the mindfulness thing. Connect to a higher power. Um, which is more just that there's more that can happen in your life than what your ego thinks. Oh, um, yeah, beautiful. I've seen so much serendipity happen in my life when I open it up mm, yeah. and just say there's a, a a force or an energy or something that you can tap into, but not in a they're going to rescue me sort of mindset. Yeah. I think I've sat there for a while in that la-la land stuff thinking, oh, well, you know, the universe is going to provide. It's not that, but there's definitely more than, you know, limiting it to just what I can work out of with my head. Hmm, yeah. So there's this, this, so connecting with myself, connecting with that, connecting with other people, and then evolve, like how do I evolve that? Yeah. How to evolve my relationships, how to evolve what I'm doing. 
And then I've always had this trouble, the last word, which was lead or contribute. And yesterday I had this realisation that if we focus ourselves on connecting more, we focus ourselves on evolving whatever that may look like for us. And then if we're willing to take a risk and go where it's scary with what we've connected to, with what we've evolved, then we can lead people in a new direction and not, hey, come over here, follow me, I'm the leader. But by example, you're not doing it because you want to be the leader. You're just saying, I'm going to take a risk for me and I'm going to, and hopefully taking that risk will give other people inspiration or permission to take a risk. Mm. And I've seen that in the bootstrapper course with one guy who started um, the Radical Optimists website. Yeah. And he just jumped in and said, I'm going to do this. And it's inspired me so much to go, what is it about me that's really that I've got to show up that I could I could bring yeah. to the world? And if nobody relates to it, that's not what's important. But if I've connected and I've evolved, then don't just sit with that. Like, yeah. you know, right, what, how do I now, like, really – go out on a limb here. So that's why I reference those books. You know, somebody, when they wrote the book on parenting or any new emerging psychology or science or whatever, they've connected to their mm, yeah. their knowledge. They've evolved it. They yeah. didn't just sit there with it. They did the next thing and they took a risk. And they yeah. went, you know what, I'm going to write this book. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, what, are you going to sell one copy of that book? Are you kidding yourself? No, no, no. And maybe they did. Like when I was growing up, I mean, I'm in I'm 53 now, you're getting self-help books and things like that. There were, you had to go to one store in Sydney and now they're everywhere. Yeah. Most people who wrote those early books uh-huh. were the, the pioneers. pioneers. Yeah. Jake was saying I'm going to make snowboard, a life out of snowboarding when it was non-existent. You know, they... They connected, they evolved their knowledge, but then they actually did something with it. So that's yeah, that's what I think is and really important yeah. for us, is to take it and do something with it. And that's what Seth's asking us. Well, not asking us, he's asking us. He's just inviting yeah, you us. You got signed up for this thing. Well, this is this is the this is how the end of the movie's meant to look. You actually meant to do something with it, not just sit around and go, yeah, that was yeah, really good. True, but um, yeah, but don't you think that um. I mean, pioneers is 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 also an archetype, or or you know, like um, how does I'm just gonna use the word archetype, but yeah. it's an archetype that um doesn't have to be alive in every single person. We can lead in in things that are uh, closer to ourselves. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, 
um, like for example you and 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 your children and uh, or me for example and 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 my projects and uh, and trying to do this or that um i might not you know i might not because the, the when yeah like pioneers is just there's a lot of magic going there but when yeah, but daughter, yeah. It, it, it doesn't have to be start a sport or write a book or but i think the important thing is you mentioned at the beginning is that we have our fears and we shouldn't think that that don't count because they're not life-threatening or whatever mm. and i think it's the same for this is that uh, the fear may be for someone just to write an email to someone. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe right, that's exactly. the, lead, the leading, you know. Yeah. The stage could be very small or the stage could be big, but at the end of the day, mm. it's about stepping over that threshold and where that threshold is for everybody. And it, it doesn't matter. It's about you see a threshold. Mm. You have hesitation. That's a signal to say, right, this is where I need to actually take a step and take a risk. I love it, yeah. Can you um, share one uh, resource, it could be a book, a podcast, an album, that you would recommend to us uh, for us to check over? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I've thought about this, I mean, There's many, many books, but I'll probably say the thing that changed my life the most is to for people to check out MBSR, which is a mindfulness-based stress reduction. It's a course, if you Google MBSR courses, and it's an eight-week course. It's normally a couple of hours a week. And... Yeah, understanding mindfulness because there's a lot of meditation but if you find this yeah. course and it's done properly, which is sort of like to a format, it's about learning to just be really present in life. So it's not even about meditating. You're just doing that to learn how to to, Beautiful. to stay present. And, and when you have a bad situation or a good situation, you don't think of it that way. You just think... You want to run away. The, <laughs> well, no, you want to get to the point where you say, that's interesting. Uh, like, yeah. Normally you'd be like, Exactly, oh. yeah. <laughs> you you want to mm, run away. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting. And exactly. you just sit with it. And mm. So that would be my thing is, is look up John Kabat-Zinn or, you know, anyone like that and listen to it. And even if you don't do the course, you can listen to some audio around yeah. it. But it's about staying in the moment because I think until we connect to the moment and just be really present with our busy minds, mm. we can't really do anything, right? <laughs> no. I mean, we will do things that, I don't know, that might not last or... Yeah, you end up reacting, not exactly. That's that's yeah. You react and you, and you don't operate. Yeah, I love it. Um, 
if you could send the world an email right now, of course we're gonna put some. Um, we're gonna write it on the on the on the show notes the the, mm -hmm. the course. And now, if you could send the world an email, what would you say? Um, I don't know if he came up with that, but I would I would somehow have a mail merge to the whole world where it had a picture of them. <laughs> And some sort of animation that said, on the other side of death, you're looking at your life and you're looking at somebody there is explaining to you what the potential of your life was, all the things that you had the opportunity to do. And have people think, in a compassionate way, not like to scare them. Wow, okay. Do I want to get to the end of my life and have that conversation? Or do I want do I want it to be like, you know what? I did have a crack at some of that stuff. Because life moves so quick and we can have a lot of good ideas and a lot of things we want to do, but one year goes and another year goes and You see it with your kids, right? Before you know it, my mm. kids are at high school now and they're yeah. going to be not wanting to hang out with me in a couple of years. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But you just think, oh, there's all these things I was going to do that I didn't do. Wow. And so using that to motivate people to say today is your life, like how you live today is how you live your life. Wow. Today is your life. I love it. Yeah, so the saying I came up with was, um, to do is to be. Um, so, like, if you're gonna, if you want to be something, then you need to do it. So, if you want to be fit, you need to do what fit people do. It's based off Atomic Habits, which is a great book. Mm. So, to do is to be. And then today is to die. And it's not like we're going to die today, but today we'll die. Yeah. And you never get it back. Yeah. yeah. So you need to do the things today that you will never get a chance to do again on this day. You can do them tomorrow, but you've just used up another day yeah. and I think part of that process is that your ego and your fear has to die so that you can step over the threshold so yeah to 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 do is to be today is to die thank you very much Wesley it was a beautiful very inspirational conversation that we had here today and I loved it thank you very much well, thank you for the opportunity and Sending lots of love out to everyone who's doing the Akimba courses. You guys, <laughs> yeah. the fact you signed up, the fact that any of us signed up means at least we're, we're wanting to explore something new. I think that's so awesome. Yeah.